everybody. Welcome back to the Believe Fantasy Football Show with your friendly neighborhood fantasy football analyst, Fabs, here, and my guy Toss behind the virtual glass. And boy, uh, Tuesday's show was a lot of fun with CJ2K Toss on there. And uh, I think I think I may have annoyed him a little bit when I said that Dalvin Cook was droppable and that was his buddy. <laughs> so I, I kind of feel bad about that, but uh, I think we got a lot of good insight from Chris. You know, I. First off, I don't think you annoyed him. I think what <laughs> I know I think, it's just me being I think being what he said paranoid. was was really true, right? It's like it's really tough with a guy like that because everybody's rooting for him, right? Like mm-hmm. I had a lot of confidence in him and faith in him going into my drafts, thinking that I could wait and take him and, and have a serviceable running back too for the first four or five weeks of the season. And then Aaron Rodgers goes down and everything changes, right? And yep. Now I'm at the point where I'm like you, like I'm looking at some of these rosters and I'm looking at, you know, the injury report every week. And I'm like, is this a guy that I have a place for on my roster? Maybe not because I'm not going to start him right now. I don't feel comfortable doing that. And there are other guys I'd rather take flyers on. And we're, we're at the point where, I mean, how many different players were put on IR? Like in a bunch of my leagues, I only have one IR spot. So I've had to make some decisions. I've, Devon Achan in a couple of leagues. I'm not, if I, if I already had my IR spot taken, like I'm not getting rid of that guy because I need him once he comes back. Um, So I, that's why I always tell commissioners multiple IR spots. Just, yeah, it's, it's only fair. It's only fair. So I I say that all all to say, I think it was fair that you brought up that question because I know we're all in the same boat there. Yeah, and, and speaking of running backs, you just mentioned that Achan is now on injured reserve. He's going to miss the next four games, which is rough because he was the best running back in fantasy football since he came back. And uh, I know Christian McCaffrey's in the conversation, but look at the points. Uh, Achan was better. And not only that, but we also lose James Conner, who was pretty good. I mean, James Conner was having a pretty good season and maybe had you know one stinker, but he was having a pretty good season and now he's out. And then the whole mess behind him. This is going to be one of the storylines of the week because last week, Keontae Ingram was out. He hasn't played in a few weeks. He's dealing with an injury. And so the backup last week for the Cardinals was Amari DiMarcato. And everyone picked up, put in fab bids for DiMarcato. And then we see yesterday that a Cardinals depth chart was put out there on X and it was Ingram as the RB1. So, of course, me being uh, a fanatic, while I'm on the air on Fantasy Dirt on SiriusXM, I am scrambling through all of my leagues trying to pick up Keontae Ingram because I know there's leagues out there where I need a running back badly. Yeah. And so that's just something, folks. Keep tabs on the practice reports and the injury report. It's a late window game. They're playing the Rams. But Ingram might be the ad. He might be the ad this week. In fact, I've got Ingram ranked ahead of DeMarcado, and we didn't know. No one knew what the timetable was for Ingram to come back, and so we all kind of got, uh, I guess we felt comfortable with DeMarcado based on the fact that he got into the end zone last week, and he's been the guy that's been active and not Ingram, and now Ingram could be back. So that that ended up being kind of a mess. And then, of course, Justin Jefferson going on IR. That stinks. I, I've got... Some people out there may decide that now is the time to trade for Justin Jefferson. And I'm one of those people. So in the busted open league, which is a league that I'm in with a bunch of wrestlers uh, and some former players, I don't know if you are a fan of wrestling toss, but Mickey James, who's one of the great female wrestlers 
Yeah. And uh, she's in the league. And she has Justin Jefferson. And when Jefferson went down, she said, hey, all right, I'm going to I'm going to put him on the trade block. Make me offers." So, of course, you know me. I mean, there ain't nothing better I like than making trades in fantasy football, you know, besides winning championships. So I made her an offer. She countered. I countered. She countered. We ended up making a trade. And you can decide for yourself if this is a good trade for me or a bad trade for me, because I still think there's an outside chance that Jefferson doesn't come back this season because he's out four games. I know that Kevin O'Connell said this is not a season-ending surgery, uh, a season-ending injury. But what happens if the Vikings go one and three while he's out and they're out of playoff contention? Yep. What if they trade Kirk Cousins at the deadline? Like, I mean, there's a lot of ifs. So I, I, I'm like, well, I'll take a shot. I ended up trading Miles Sanders, who I can't stand in fantasy, <laughs> Terry McLaurin, and Gabe Davis, and I got Jefferson back. And the team that that I hmm. dealt. Jefferson away from was Mickey's team and she desperately needed running back help. And I mean, McLaurin's a good wide receiver and Gabe Davis is very underrated right now, a touchdown in four straight games. And his quarterback is one of the elite. So I don't know if I won that trade or not, because I don't know if Jefferson's coming back. Now, if Jefferson only misses four games, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. If he doesn't, I may have given away two good players and a man running back for nothing. We'll see. Um, do, you have, speak, do you have decent wide receiver depth? I do. Outside? I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. Speaking I of trades, Toss and I are going to try to make one during the program today because I am currently five and zero oh in the believe invitational and Toss could use a quarterback uh, or I could use a quarterback, excuse me. And Toss has a quarterback that I have my eye on. And that would be the aforementioned Josh Allen. So maybe we could potentially make a deal. Uh, we'll, we'll do that towards the end of the show. Let's get into Thursday night football. Broncos, Chiefs, this one should be a stinker. <laughs> I mean, the listen to these numbers, Toss. The Broncos is on 451 yards per game. No other team has given up more than 404. That's the Chargers. The Broncos are allowing 36.2 points per game. Now they're going to Arrowhead to play the, the defending champs. And oh, by the way, I guess Taylor Swift's going to be at the game. Uh, so uh, Travis Kelsey... Ain't no way he's inactive if Taylor Swift at the game, folks. I know he's got that ankle, but he's playing. I'd be yeah. shocked if he doesn't play. They don't even have to inject him with any sort of medicinal uh, aid to get that ankle good to go. He just needs himself a, a shot of Swifty, and he'll be fine. So, uh, Travis Kelsey, questionable going into the night. My guess is that he will be fine. Uh, the line... As it stands right now is minus 11 with the Chiefs as the big favorite. The Chiefs have not been great in the gambling world in terms of covering spreads, though. Just keep that in mind. The over-under is 47. The Broncos are on the money line at plus 455. The Chiefs are at minus 625. Uh, so that's a big total. Patrick Mahomes, 4-4 four and four against the spread in eight career games against the Broncos and 2-2 two and two at home. Gives us nothing. Mahomes. Three and three against the spread in six career games on Thursday night football toss. Gives us nothing. <laughs> Since 2015, the Chiefs are 10 and six against the spread against the Broncos, but they're only four and four at home. Again, gives us nothing. I was looking for trends. I couldn't find anything that was good. Uh, three of the four home games against the Broncos have gone under the total. So I, I, I that's the only one that might bear a little bit of fruit. Uh, since 2015, Russell Wilson, 3-0 and against the spread against the Chiefs. 
That's interesting, including 2-0 last season. Uh, Wilson 3-4 and four against the spread in his last seven games on Thursday Night Football. Not a lot there to dissect. The Chiefs are a hard team to bet because they, they just don't cover a ton. So this may be a game I'm kind of avoiding in the wagering world, Toss. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, nice little ploy by the NFL to get us to watch on a Thursday night with a bad matchup here by bringing Taylor Swift to the game. A lot of murmurs out in in the uh, in the zeitgeist, the fantasy football sports zeitgeist about Travis Kelsey and his health and whether or not this is signifying the end of of his career in a way. It, he had a slow start to last year. He had a sl- he's having a slow start to this year. Um, I think like he's at an all time low in 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 beating his man within five yards um, of the line of scrimmage. So you know that's not. Something Listen, that's he's 34. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this he's, is he's not a tight end. Yeah. Right. And tight ends don't normally last as long as he has, honestly. Um, but I think this is kind of the perfect, perfect recipe for him to have a two, three touchdown game where, well, I mean, the Broncos stink. I mean, you yeah, know, they're, I mean, terrible. They're, they're terrible. And, and Kelsey's got Taylor in the, I mean, you got to think they are dating. Like, I mean, you, you, I don't think Taylor Swift's going to three or four chiefs games out of nowhere without them dating. So, um, I don't know. I'm not TMZ, but whatever. Uh, let, who are the let, who are the other must starts in this game besides it, Travis for the and, Broncos? And I don't think there's a single must start. Like like must start based on my OCD definition: Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and I love IJ Pacheco because the Broncos are awful against run uh, running backs. They're giving up 42 points a game to running backs. Uh, it, this is an historically bad defense. They've allowed six running backs. To six to score more than 19 points. Five have had more than 28. Two have had more than 45. And one HN over 50. Like, that's historically bad. But in what? fantasy, we dig it the most. So, I, I mean, I don't typically put Pacheco as a must-start. He's a must-start this week. Like, you got to get him in your lineup. Any Bronco opponent in the backfield, start him. Start him. Uh, on the on the we'll, we'll continue. I might, on the I, might I, I might throw a little I might throw a little cheddar on Clyde Edwards Hilaire to score a touchdown, dude. So I am in fifteen leagues, and I need help at running back in several of them. I picked up Clyde Edwards Hilaire off the waiver wire and will play him tonight because he's playing the Broncos. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Like yeah. I, I mean, honestly, like in 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 leagues where I couldn't get you know Ingram. Or Demarcado, even though now it seems like his value is kind of down, but I still have him ranked ahead of Ch. Demarcadoed value, yeah, yeah. M- I, McKinnon, like, yeah. If you're desperate, like, throw that dart. Ceh, if you're desperate, throw that dart. You may as well, because the Broncos are awful, historically awful against I, running backs. I will say, for me personally, I almost think that McKinnon's a stay away because I don't see them throwing out yeah. of the backfield very much. So mm-hmm. I. A little bit of caution with with McKinnon. I know it, it looks enticing, but he he rarely gets any carries whatsoever. Uh, Broncos allowing the 13th most points to receivers. Uh, if there's a Chiefs receiver to start in this game, it's probably Rasheed Rice. Uh, but on the Broncos side, it's confusing. Uh, Russell's been good this year. Like Russell's been good. Like you can't look at Russell's numbers and think, oh, he's terrible. He looks good. No, he does. Chiefs are giving up fewer than 15 points per game to quarterbacks. But Russell could find himself in a negative game script. I think he's a borderline QB one. The backfield, I don't know what to do. Javante is going to play. 
Jaleel McLaughlin's been better in two games than Javante was before he got hurt. And they also have Samaje Pirine on the mix. I don't know what to do here. I know this. I have one league where I have all three Broncos running backs and I got to start one of them and I'm starting Javante and I don't love it. I don't <laughs> love it. I kind of hope the Broncos trade one of those backs at the deadline and clear it up a little bit for us. I really do. Uh, you know, Sean Payton's, Javante's not his guy. So I, I would love to see them make a deal and trade one of the running backs because they got something there in McLaughlin, at least it seems. So, uh, but for now, I mean, I guess you got to play Javante Williams, but man, it's rough sledding. The wide receivers, not great plays. Cortland Sutton, bad game last week. Although Cortland Sutton's not been terrible this season. Jerry Judy's not living up to expectation. Chiefs, 10th fewest points to receivers. So start Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy with extreme caution. Uh, let's go to the player props via Jen Piacenti over at Sports Illustrated. Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdown passes at plus 120. Isaiah Pacheco rushing touchdown at plus money at 105. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, give yeah, me that. Give me that. Russell Wilson over 227 and a half passing yards at minus 120. I like that also. And then Russell over a touchdown and a half through the air at plus 150 plus money on Russell throwing for multiple touchdown passes. And I can see that too. Uh, yeah. Negative game script. For so sure. that that's certainly, and Jen's, listen, Jen's great at these. So uh, if you want to make a few bucks, Mahomes over in the passing touchdowns category, Pacheco with a rushing touchdown, Russell over the passing yard and over the touchdown pass props in this game on Thursday night football. Uh, let's move on to DFS for the weekend. It's time for bargains and fades. And I'm going to start off at the quarterback with a bargain in Joe Burrow. I said it on Tuesday's pod and I'll say it today. You guys can thank me for Joe Burrow having a good game because I reverse jinxed the hell out of him. <laughs> I made him the sit of the week at quarterback and I specifically said, this is why I'm doing it. All right, I, listen, I'm, I'm messing with you, but I, I, I kind of did do that uh, on purpose. Uh, 6,300 bucks against Seattle. I like that. Matthew Stafford, full complement of weapons, playing the Cardinals at 6,100 bucks. I like that. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, we've got a double revenge game this week, Toss. Not only does Garoppolo have a revenge game, but so does Jacoby Myers. Uh, Garoppolo's at $5,300 if you want to go cheap at quarterback. And the Patriots are bad right now, dude. The Patriots are a bad football team. I think uh, don't they have don't they have Jakob Jones whatever the that fullback's name is too yeah 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 they, yeah I think they have him on the team yeah there's a revenge game for him but I've heard that he's just a really good guy it's, so. yeah <laughs> yeah revenge game narratives everywhere uh, this week uh, running back bargains Alexander Madison at the Bears for fifty uh, for fifty six hundred bucks I don't mind Ramondre this week I know Ramondre has been bad the last few weeks fifty four hundred dollars against the Raiders. And the Raiders gave it up to A.J. Dillon last week, and I'm sorry, but A.J. Dillon's not that good of a running back. I, I don't mind Ramon Ray this week. I, I think he's a decent bargain. And then I don't know what the situation is in the Bears' backfield. Right now, I've got Roshan Johnson ranked ahead of Deontay Foreman. Now, we're recording this on a Thursday. We're not going to find out who's going to start and if Roshan's going to be cleared probably until Friday or Saturday. If Roshan plays, he's only $4,600 against the Vikings. That's pretty good. And if Roshan can't go, Deontay Foreman becomes the pivot in that spot uh, because of the price. Wide receiver bargains. Why is Adam Thielen still so cheap? This guy's one of the best wide receivers in fantasy football right now, and he's $5,900 against the Dolphins, who the Panthers are going to have to throw against to have any shot to keep up with. 
5,900 bucks for Thielen. The guy's, he's been elite for like the last four weeks. Elite, not yeah. just good, elite. Christian Kirk, 5,400 bucks against the Colts. And listen, I like KJ Osborne. He's $4,400 against the Bears. I know Justin Jefferson. There's a lot of targets that other wide receivers can absorb. I know Osborne has the, a case of the dropsies, but he's going to get opportunities, man. I like KJ Osborne this week. I, I'm starting him in traditional fantasy. And no problem to start him in. He's cheap. 4400 bucks. Tight ends. Zach Ertz. Hey, I know he didn't have a ton of targets last week, but he scored. And his floor is like eight or nine points. I'll take it. His ceiling's like 12. But I mean, you know, I, I still take the floor. 3600 bucks against the Rams, who got roasted by Dallas Goddard last week, who, oh, by the way, is a teammate of Ertz in Philadelphia. Logan Thomas, one of the top pickups of the week off the waiver wire. At Atlanta, like $3,500. He's getting targets from Sam Howell and Atlanta's not good against tight ends. I told you Tyler Conklin was a good play last week. He was the leading receiver for the Jets. 3,300 bucks this week against the Eagles. Uh, keep that in mind. Eagles, Eagles defense, not great against tight ends. Just keep that in mind. Um, now to the fades. Jared Goff's on the road. Jared Goff's on my bench. <laughs> I mean, like It's as easy <laughs> as that, Toss. He's the easiest guy to analyze. Good I mean, defense. Listen, Good Tampa Bay defense, too. Right. He could be playing the 85 Bears at home, and I'm still starting him. Well, no, maybe not. But uh, you know what I mean. 6400 bucks on the road. Nope. Not going there. CJ Stroud, six grand against the Saints. Nope. Not going there. CJ Stroud's been good. And this kid doesn't have an interception through five weeks, and he's a rookie. I mean, he's breaking records in terms of pass attempts without an interception to start a career. He's been great. I'm not playing him against the Saints. And, you know, Gino, I, I wonder if last year would, well, I don't wonder. I know last year was Gino's magical year. And I always tell people to beware the magical season. But Gino hadn't been that good this season so far. The Bengals are allowing about 14 points per game to quarterbacks at home since last season. Uh, $5,700. i am not going there with Gino. Uh, I'm, I, I worry about the Seahawks offense in terms of the passing game. I mean, DK Metcalf has been consistent, but he's not had a high ceiling. Tyler Lockett's had one good game. I, and Ken Walker's fine, but the passing game is uh concerning. Fine. Come on. Ken Walker's been great. No, he's been good. Yeah, he's been, he's been great. Yeah. People um, were saying that Charbonnet was going to take that job. That, well, no, I no, mean, no. Well, yeah, but when, when they were talking about that, I pushed back and was like, do you remember when the Seahawks drafted Rashad Penny in the first round? Guess what? Chris Carson was their starting running back that year, and he was great. So just because the Seahawks took a running back sure. high, I don't mean he's going to make an immediate impact. And that's been and the case. Not Ken Walker's been the guy. And not to mention Ken Walker is much younger than Chris Carson was at that time. Yes. Yep. 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 Uh, fades at running back. Brian Robinson against Atlanta. Atlanta's given up the fewest points to running backs. That's crazy. I would have never thought that in a million years in the preseason. 5700 bucks too expensive. Rashad White against the Lions. Nope. Not going there. 5500 bucks. Jerome Ford against the Niners. I don't even have to give you analysis there. You just get it. Running back against the Niners. Not doing that. Wide receivers, I've got three studs on this list. Uh, and maybe maybe, maybe one of them isn't a stud anymore. Uh, maybe two. Devontae Smith against the Jets for $7,000. Devontae's not had a great start to the season statistically. And the Jets are tough against perimeter receivers. Uh, Debo Samuel, if I have depth, I'm not playing him in traditional this week. The Browns are really good against wide receivers. 6100 bucks is too expensive. And then Terry McLaurin against A.J. Terrell and the Falcons, 5500 bucks, not going there. 
Uh, tight ends, Tyler I'd, Higby I'd, against the Cardinals. I'd throw out – I I don't know what the price tag is on Brandon Ayuk, but I think the 49ers ground and pound their way to a victory in this game. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, think, I don't love either of those receivers in this one. If Watson were definitely playing, I'd say the Browns are going to give the Niners a run for their money, but not win. They may be starting P.J. Walker, though, so I don't know. That might not be that great. Um, tight ends, Higby against the Cardinals, 4,000. Cardinals actually haven't been awful against tight ends this year. Najoku against the Niners, and then Schultz against the Saints. Uh, I'm going to pass on that. So, Toss, let's get into the starts and sits. And, uh, of course, some of these DFS plays are also in the category of start them and sit them. Let's start off with the start quarterbacks. This may be low-hanging fruit, but it wasn't three weeks ago. Justin Fields against the Vikings. He's back. He's back. He's back. Two big games in a row. Uh, Vikings have allowed 19-plus fantasy points to quarterbacks uh, in – Two of the last three weeks, they've been awful. Um, so this is a great spot for Fields. And probably the last time I'll have him in the column. Because if he has another big game, then people are going to know and revert back to, yeah, he's a must-start every week. I mean, he's the QB3 now. Like, it's crazy. Completely flip the script. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he did that last season too, remember? But we weren't expecting it. Right. He was bad in the beginning of the season, and then he just you know, went went all nuclear on us. Well, but I, if it, he's also just one of those guys I feel like where you, you always want consistency from the quarterback position. That's why a guy yeah. like Justin Herbert well, is so valuable. Games. It yeah, was but, three bad games in a row. And that and, and the offensive coordinator, uh, you know, Luke Getze was not playing to his strengths. And we were like, what the hell's going on? And uh, things have changed in the last two weeks. And he's got another good matchup this week. Yeah. So uh, Fields is in. I, I'm still playing Kirk Cousins without Jefferson. You know, the Bears have allowed 20 plus points to four different quarterbacks this year. I think Cousins is fine. He's still top 12. I'm still playing him if I have him. Uh, so Cousins this week. Uh, we mentioned Burrow. I like Burrow against Seattle. They've given up 22-plus points to two quarterbacks since week two. Uh, hopefully he's going to remain in our good graces. I like Tua this week. Even though the Panthers are tough against quarterbacks, when you look at the numbers, uh, I still think he's a top 10 to 12 option. He could smoke this team. And – Goff beat them for 27 last week, and he didn't have a Monroe St. Brown. So I, I still like Tua, and I mentioned Stafford in the bargains for uh, for DFS. A uh, good matchup against the Cardinals. Uh, they've given up 21 point 21 plus points to three quarterbacks, including Burrow last week and Daniel Jones earlier in the year. Uh, speaking of Daniel Jones, you can't play him. He's on the waiver wire in leagues now. This was a top 10 quarterback last season. This is a quarterback who some analysts and fans out there were waiting for in drafts thinking, well, I can wait on QB. I'll just take Daniel Jones. He's been awful. One good game. Every other game, single-digit points. He had like 30 against Arizona. Every other game, awful. And Bills this week on Sunday night, no thank you. If Watson plays, I'm not playing him in fantasy. Obvious analysis there against the 49ers. Mention Goff and mention Geno. Don't love either one of them. Uh, even if you're desperate, Derek Carr at Houston's not a great matchup. Their defense giving up fewer than 10 points per game to quarterbacks based on passes alone, and Carr's not going to run the ball much. So they, they haven't given it up to quarterbacks through the air. Uh, Carr's best game of the season was last week. He scored 15 points. He's not He's not been a good fantasy quarterback uh, so far. Crushed it. Crushed it, Derek. Way to go, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Running backs. Raheem Mostert's a must-start. And, and I know maybe this is low-hanging fruit, but nobody drafted Raheem Mostert to be a regular starter. 
He's in the top three in points right now. Top three. And the Panthers are awful against the run. Hell, if I need help and Jeff Wilson gets activated, I may play Jeff Wilson in a flex. If, he, if he doesn't and Ahmed is there, are you playing him? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That's going deep. I'd rather play Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, in, in that scenario. Panthers but, are terrible against the run. You mentioned they've terrible, been pretty decent right. against they, they, the, the, the pass, but yeah, um, I think they're worse than the league against running backs. No, the, the Broncos are, and then the Panthers are second. Mm, Panthers yeah. are second. Okay. Yep. Panthers are second. Uh, I mentioned Pacheco already on Thursday night. DeAndre Swift. I mean, the guy has been great since week two. Start him against Arizona. Uh, their defense has given up the ninth most points to running backs. I like James Cook this week, and I know he had a bad game last week, and you know the matchup was was positive. They got into a negative game script in London, and they just didn't use him in the second half. Uh, James Cook against the Giants, who've given up the sixth most points and seven touchdowns to running backs, and the Giants are probably going to get boat raced in that game. You could see a lot of James Cook in the second half. I like the play as an RB2 flex. And same thing with, with Madison this week. Uh, Bears have allowed 15-plus fantasy points to five different running backs in five games. And Madison still, even though Cam Akers got acquired by the Vikings, Madison's still been the guy the last two weeks. So I'm not really worried about Akers taking any of the uh, important touches away from him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see without Jefferson if if Akers gets more involved um, just to yeah. give them another look as an option. But you have Ramondre, you mentioned him already as a start. And I just want to echo that sentiment. I think like he's their best offensive weapon. Yep. Yeah. I think yep. they, I don't think the Raiders are very good. I think yep. they are going to give him a ton of touches over the next two or three weeks. And they might try and trade him. They might be in a desperate position here where they try and get as much draft capital as they possibly can and really, really tout him as this shiny toy for other teams in the league. And then depending on where he goes, if you're a fantasy owner of him, um, that might work out pretty well because he mm -hmm. he might have great volume for the next three weeks, then get traded to a team where he's utilized and gets into the end zone because they're a better offense. So it's always in the back of our minds now. You know, there was a time in the NFL where trades were very rare. They happen all the time now, and it's actually made the league a lot more fun. Uh, the Sidham running backs, Rashad White against the Lions, not going there. I know the volume's there. He's a flex at best. Uh, the Lions have allowed one running back to score more than 10 points against them, one. Their defense is really good against the run. Uh, Brian Robinson, I know you probably got to play him. I mentioned it earlier. Atlanta's given up the fewest points to running backs. Miles Sanders, I, dude, he's forever not, on this list. He's forever on not, this list. He's hurt too. So Chuba Hubbard might be the play. Keep tabs on the status of Miles Sanders. Uh, Damian Pierce, who we told you not to play last week, did not have a good game. He's not breaking as many tackles. He's, he's just, his yards per carry average is down. The Saints have been they've allowed the third fewest points to running backs based on just pure runs and pierce gives you nothing through the air just keep that in mind and then i mentioned jerome ford as a sit -em in the fades portion of the dfs uh segment dude you can't play him against the niners unless you're desperate and a lot of people are a lot of people are uh but i do not love the matchup for jerome ford how can you against the 49ers wide receivers and there's some big names on the sit -em list here but we're going to start with the guys that we like Jordan Addison, he's a must-start. The Bears are giving up the ninth most points to perimeter receivers, no Justin Jefferson. Addison did pop up on the injury report, so keep tabs on his status. But if he plays, he's a go. Got to play him. He's the number one option 
uh, for Kirk Cousins. And if he's not number one, he's very, very close to number two, uh, which would be Hawkinson at one. I like Michael Pittman Jr. this week. I liked him last week, and he, you know, he wasn't great. He had like 10 points. Jaguars, though, their defense not great against wide receivers. They've given up the fifth most points to the perimeter, and Pittman's beaten them for 20 plus points in three straight games. So I like Pittman this week. He had I a like lot Garrett. of he had a lot of success in that game where Gardner started. So I like him. I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not worried about that at all. Trending I'm not up, worried about I would Gardner say. being the starter. No. Uh Garrett Wilson, I, I liked him last week and, and the numbers were not there. I'm playing him this week. The Eagles have allowed eight touchdowns. That's the most in the National Football League and the second most fantasy points to perimeter receivers. I like Garrett Wilson. And there's a chance the Jets are going to have to play in a negative game script and throw in the second half, which is good news for Garrett Wilson. I could see Garrett Wilson going for six for 75 yards in this game, maybe get into the end zone. So I'm starting Garrett Wilson. Uh, I'm starting Gabe Davis, who we talked about, who's been quietly very good. Like him and Jacoby Myers have been like under the radar, sneaky, like really damn good so far this season. Uh, I like Zay Flowers against the Titans. You know, last week the numbers weren't great. He dropped the pass. Uh, the Ravens had butterfingers last week for Lamar Jackson. But Tennessee in their first five games has allowed 10 wide receivers to score double digits. 10. Seven with more than 14 points. So I like Zay Flowers this week. And then, remember that game's over in jolly old England. <laughs> I think they're playing it. I think they're playing at Hotspur again, which uh, the Bills were not real thrilled about the, the playing service there. Um, wide receivers to sit. And I, and I would say this, I say this to toss all the time. This is more of like stardom and stardom and pray. Debo Samuel, three targets in the last two games combined. And the Browns have given up one touchdown and the fewest fantasy points to receivers. So not a good matchup. Nico Collins, who's been good. Two of his last three games, single digits, but the one game they didn't have single digits, he had like 35. And I know it's hard to sit him. Just keep in mind, Saints, two touchdowns allowed and 81 yards per game allowed to perimeter receivers. So they're tough. They're tough. Tyler Lockett, one good game all year. One good game. Bengals are tough against receivers too, especially at home. So you may want to look elsewhere. I've got McLaurin on the list because I don't like the matchup in Atlanta. Uh, two touchdowns allowed, second fewest points allowed to perimeter receivers so far. Atlanta's defense is not bad. Like, they'll give it up to tight ends. Running backs and wide receivers overall have not had a ton of success. And then I've got Michael Thomas on the list against the Texans. You know, he's averaging 10 points a game, which, okay, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, I drafted him probably as my three or four. Texans, uh, no touchdown catches to perimeter receivers allowed this season. Uh, also, don't love Amari Cooper this week. A lot of big names at wide receiver. I, I mean, I would say the only guy that's a true stardom and prey in that mix is Debo. Everyone else, if if you have better options, like you well, can. Well, Amari Cooper, though, I mean, a lot of people are starting Amari. Well, they didn't start him last week because he was on the bye. So what's the difference between Not this well, week and last week? <laughs> yeah, but who do they have to replace I mean, him with? That's the thing. Uh, sure. So tight ends. Logan Thomas. Toss and I talked about this already. Good matchup. Atlanta's given up. 12 plus points to four tight ends this year, including Laporta, who, by the way, is a stud, uh, who gave, who, who put up 22 against them. I like Ertz against the Rams. I talked about him in DFS. I like Cole Komet. How can you not? He's a little banged up too, so make sure you keep tabs on his status. Uh, but he's had 42.8 points in his last two games. And the matchup's not great on paper. But Komet has scored eight plus points in in four of his six career meetings against Minnesota. So I, I'll stick with Komet. 
And again, I told you Tyler Lockett last week. I like him again this week. Eagles have given up three touchdowns and an average of more than 13 points per game in tight ends. Uh, by the way, Dallas Goddard, we told you to play him last week. Big game against the Rams. Play him this week against the Jets. Low-hanging fruit. Jets are bad against tight end. Uh, sit him tight ends. I, I know Dalton Schultz has been good two straight weeks. New Orleans defense, fewest fantasy points allowed to tight ends. One tight end has scored more than 10.9 points against them. Just keep that in mind. I know Kyle Pitts had a good game last week, and you probably want to play him. And if you have to, you have to. Commanders, they did give it up to Cole Komet last week on Thursday night. I will give you that. But they've held Goddard, Ertz, and Dalton Kincaid to single digits. So the majority of the tight ends who have faced them this year have not been great. Keep that in mind with Pitts, who is now in a committee, of course, with Johnny Smith. David Njoku, again, I'm not playing any Browns this week if I can help it. He's playing this year? He's been playing? Njoku played played a few days after he burnt his face. I know. I'm being facetious. He's had a really poor year. Yeah, yeah. He's had one decent game all year. One decent game. Not even a great game. I will say, I want to be on record that I disagree with this Kyle Pitts fade this week. I think this okay. is the week that he he pops off. Johnny well, Smith, Johnny Smith. Well, not, re- not, not more than that. points last week. That's more than good. that. More than that. In the end All zone. Right. Big points. Johnny Smith limping into the week. They had that game-winning yeah, drive with Jonu, Devin Ritter yes. where he had two catches. I if think Ritter Jonu, understands now. If Janu is inactive, then Pitts becomes more attractive. But right now, I'm not big on Pitts. Uh, Chick Conoco against the Ravens. They tried to get Chick more involved in the offense last week. They tried. He had nine targets. He had five catches and the yardage still wasn't there. I just, I'm sorry. I've got to give you Chick Conoco folks. It's just, there's nothing out there. Uh, tight end is, is a dumpster fire. You know what? Let, let's give, let's give a few, uh, quick defensive plays this week. Toss before we uh, talk about our trade or potential trade. Start the Bills against the Giants. Start the Eagles against the Jets. The Dolphins, Atlanta, and Detroit, all good plays this week. I'm sitting the Cowboys against the Chargers. I'm sitting them, and I'm a Cowboys fan. So are you. I'm not playing them. Not playing the Browns. Not playing the Jets, Seahawks, or Cardinals at defense this week. All right. So here's the deal. I'm 5-0 and and believe. I've got Russell and Dak as my quarterbacks. Russell's been good. I always want to upgrade. My guy Toss could use help at wide receiver. I offered him Russell Wilson and Puka for Josh Allen. What say you? Um, here's the thing about both of your quarterbacks is that if I receive one of them on my team, I now feel the need to roster a second quarterback as a backup because I don't trust Russell Wilson and I don't trust Dak Prescott. And I don't mm-hmm. like that from a roster flexibility standpoint and Josh Allen is playing really good football right now. And he has kept us, my team, in a lot of games. We've had a couple of tough losses where we scored a lot of points and the team that we were facing scored a ton of points, one of which being the matchup where we played you. Um, we're not bottom four in the league in points scored. So we did just lose Justin Jefferson, which is a tough blow to us. Um, but yep, Amari and Cooper I'm giving was- you Puka. I'm giving you, how about this? I'll you just don't you want Dak. Puka and you just don't I'll, want Puka and Cooper Cup. I know. I've got Dak. I'll trade you Dak, Russell, and Puka. So now See, you that, have two, now you have two quarterbacks and an upgraded wide receiver. 
And then when Jefferson comes back, you got Jefferson and Puka Nakua. I mean, that's but if Jefferson comes back and you look, I like what you painted out as a picture much better than than what you're hoping happens, honestly, because I think they I, are. I gonna, need Jefferson back because I just made a trade to get him. So I think they're going to trade Kirk Cousins, and I think this team is not going to be good for the rest of the year, and they they should shut him down at that point. So I don't have a lot of confidence that he comes back. Um, and it's it's a hamstring, no? Yes. Which I, yeah. I hate because those things linger and, and you certainly don't know what that's going to look like, even if he does come back. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I want to make a trade, but I just can't trade Josh Allen right now. All right. He's, well, uh, he's, uh, he's see, too now, good. Because honestly, you, you tell me Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, like that's not a – you're, you're giving me a guy that I could have picked up off of the waiver wire. Like Dak isn't even, well, but that doesn't right matter. Like, like I don't think that's an argument because you could have picked up Kyron Williams off the waiver wire too. And you think I'm trading him for peanuts because well, that's a waiver different wire though. Ad? No, 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 like, no, 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 no. But, but Kyron no. Williams is different. I could have that... picked up Puka Nakua off the waiver wire. You think because he was a waiver wire ad that I'm going to devalue him in a trade? Hell no. But Come those on. guys, just because you got them off the waiver wire, you were just being a good manager. Like, no, but it doesn't positional matter. Positional value. I mean, no, no, no. But it's positional value. That's where the conversation is because these guys are quarterbacks. I'm saying like, what's the difference between week in, week out, Sam Howell might outscore Dak Prescott. Some weeks he well, has been. But I'm – Russell Wilson right now is averaging 19.3 points per game. 19.3. He's been good. That's been- great. And they're going to get – they're going to throw the ball the rest of the season because their defense is awful. I'm me- just saying – I think it's a fair trade. I think it's a fair trade. And Dak's hell. I'm playing Dak this week against the Chargers. I don't hate Dak Prescott. He hasn't been great this year from a fantasy standpoint. It doesn't mean he's not a QB two. No, I think he'll have a really good week this week. Actually, yeah. but but guess who is going to have a good week every single week? Josh Allen. <laughs> I I got you, but I mean, right now you're you know your wide receiver position. If you a little bit, I'm trying to if help. you throw in. If it's Dak, Cortland Sutton, and Jordan Addison, I'll do the trade. It's Josh Allen. Dak, Cortland Sutton, and Addison? Yeah. You want Russell or Dak? I'm I'm not super preferable over one or the other. To me, to me, it's I think I'd rather have Dak. Okay. Uh, listen, I'll make that offer. Okay, I'll do that trade, and you can you can have a world beating team five and zero with Josh Allen at the helm. <laughs> I'm not trying to I, listen, man. I I I, I no just, no. I just need more I, I receivers. Want, I need more depth. I need more. Depth. I have I have of course my buddy Matt Walsh over at Trophy Smack makes these great belts, and I have all these belts from all these different leagues that I've won, and and we're gonna get one made for believe, and that's one I don't have because it's the first year we're doing this league, so I want one of those. I want to be able to do this like Aaron yeah. Rodgers in the yeah, State yeah, Farm yeah. commercials. Uh, I will make that offer and we will do that deal. Uh, Toss, you're the best. Thanks as always. Make trades in your leagues, by the way. Yes, to have fun. It's more, it's and more when fun. people offer you trades, like respond, even if you just say, hell no, I'm not doing that. That's the worst thing. When a trade gets left out there forever, I hate that. Anyways, um, we've gone way over our time. We could talk like this forever. We're chatty Cathy's. Uh, but folks, make sure you like the podcast, download it every single week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, we have got you covered from DFS to Thursday Night Football, starts and sits, waiver wire. We've got you covered with everything here on the Believe Fantasy Football Show with myself and Toss. Good luck in week six. We'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.